Welcome to the Father's House Online on a Wednesday night. We thought we'd try something a little different, so we're out at the chapel, uh, this little place where I pray and where I just seek the Lord, and I have invited you in, and I've been wanting to for a couple of days, and it just took a little while to get all the internet things lined up. So uh, you're live, you're right here, it's not pre-recorded. Pastor Sean and I are here, Pastor Luke is here, and he'll try to answer any questions there online. If you're watching on Facebook, uh, it's a little harder for us to connect with you. If you go to live.fathershouse.net, this is right there on the live stream, and you can connect. You'll see it down there in the bottom of the screen. You can connect with us. You can give us your information. You can ask us to pray. We'll take your prayer requests. You can comment. It's as interactive as we can possibly get it, and I, I think that the online services may be a little more stable than Facebook. Everything I've been doing uh, says that Facebook's getting overloaded because of some of that process. So we're in a new curve, right? This is a, a different reality. Whoever thought we would be here, but we are. And for the next several weeks, we're gonna do everything we can to come towards you. We're, we've, <clears throat> excuse me, we've got care pastors moving to try to call and try to relate and, and try to keep track of where everybody's at. <clears throat> and so attempting to do that, attempting to make this digital experience as good as it can. It's our intention to meet in the parking lot uh, with our cars on Sunday, but I need you to pay attention to our apps and our websites and Facebooks as this thing is just continuing to be fluid and ever-changing. And so who knows what kind of decisions we may have to make in a few days. But we'll be online. No matter what happens, we'll be coming for you. I'm praying every morning at 6 o'clock. I'm praying every night at 8.30, except tonight. I'm going to be right here. And so you can join me. You can pray with me. The Lord spoke to me about raising up 300 intercessors out of the heart of America that would begin to cry out to God and begin to believe that God would heal our land as we would come into the agreement of prayer. So interesting times, interesting time for us just to stay connected, right? to stay in, 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 listen, I had three words I'd say to you, stay in touch, uh, stay in touch and, uh, and stay tuned in. You gotta stay in touch. You gotta reach out and touch. We're gonna do everything we can. You gotta stay tuned in and be listening and stay together. Uh, listen, the enemy means to pull us apart. The enemy means to, to separate, divide, and this is his last attempt to try to keep all of us separated from one another with this social distancing thing. And so, listen to me, stay in touch, stay in tune, and stay together. Because together, together, we'll walk through this and God will manifest his power and his life in through us. And uh, so just take advantage of all these, spread hope, don't spread fear. I, I want to say to everybody that um, I'm, I'm living in faith and I'm praying and I'm believing and so are you that God would stop this virus, kill it in its tracks, just annihilate it. This is not the first time that the world has seen a plague. This is not the first time there's been a pestilence. This is not the first time. Can I tell you, the attacks of the enemy, many of the afflictions, they will come and they will go, but we're still here. The church is still here. And I believe on the other side of this, we're just going to be stronger than we've ever been before. So don't, don't be afraid of this stuff. Now, with that said, be wise. Don't be silly. If they tell us to meet in less than 10, that's what we're going to do because it is an act of love so that it doesn't spread into other areas of our population that are not as strong as we are. So you can see there's three of us together and we're, 
we're working very hard to follow the examples and, and follow the guidelines and, and do what we're told. At the same time, don't get into this idea that life isn't going to go on because life is going to go on. Listen, this is people are going to go to work. People are going to go to work, but we're going to be wise about the way we go to work and who it is that goes to work. The child care is open. There's a lot less people there. Uh, but listen, we're taking care of the children of the first responders. We're taking care of nurses. We're taking care of officers. We're taking care of people who are stocking our grocery stores. And so there are things called essential. And uh, like, well, you'll be able to get groceries. You'll be able to get out and drive. Uh, don't, they're not going to arrest anybody. Uh, listen to me. Don't, don't, don't get afraid of some of these things that are meant to help us and to, to keep us secure. The government is doing all it knows to do on the local level, on the state level, on the national level. Don't get into those arguments. Please stay off the conspiracy stuff on Facebook. If I could just give you one little thing, listen to one news cycle a day. Get whatever that is, listen to one and, and then be wise. Watch the newspaper, watch the local stuff because that's what's really important. And, and then for every Netflix movie you watch, every couple of them you watch, you can go online, you can download a sermon and you can listen to a sermon. This is a great time to feed on the Word of God. Instead of being worried, feed on the Word of God. In fact, go back go back a while in November. There's a couple messages back, that, back there that I taught about how to live in troubled times. So I just push that for you. Uh, now, I'm going to do everything we can do to stay connected to you. Could I, I just ask you a couple of things? Check in with us. Make sure we know you're okay. You've got my phone number. You can text me. The care pastors are going to call you. You can Facebook. You can do all those things. This really work to, to stay connected. Uh, and obviously, we're a family, right? And so everything we're doing and trying to do at the daycare and things we're giving away and staying in contact, please remember us in your giving. It's, it's right there online. I know you can click it. You can go online. You can go to the app. We're updating the app right now. So if there's a Bible study on the app, you can watch on the, lap, lap, uh, on the app. Listen, if you can't watch the video, you can download it. It's a podcast and you go to podcast and you listen to the sermon. Uh, the other way is I am writing a daily blog. I'm trying to post it. It's just my daily thoughts, and I'm going to do it every day. Uh, it's hard for us to send newsletters to everybody, but I can blog every day, and you can hear a word from me, and I'll keep you connected. Uh, one of the things we're going to do is uh, we're going to have other people leading some of the prayer. I'm going to have a 24-hour prayer time. I, I really believe that it's obvious why this chapel was put together. It, it's been a 10-year process in the last three years. I've been here some, but now we're going to raise up a network of people that are praying. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, turning from their wicked ways, God will hear from heaven and heal our land. So we're going to walk in faith. We know God's going to bring healing and deliverance to us. And at the same time, we're going to be intelligent, and we're going to be smart, and we're going to listen and do what they say, but don't do it out of fear. We haven't got a spirit of fear, so uh, hope I'm hope I'm giving you some wisdom. Now I'm going to preach the word tonight. I believe God's given me a word. I believe God's given me a prophetic message, and uh, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. It's through the foolishness of preaching that men are saved, and that word saved means that they're made whole, and so. Are you ready? You got your notebook, you got your Bible. Um, I'm getting used to, to just talking to you. I love you. God bless. 
And so the, the Israel went through a really bad time. It's recorded in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. It was, a, it was a horrible time. They had just been in a war and the king had nearly lost his life and everybody was upset with him and angered with him because they went to battle and it didn't turn out too good. And uh, so here they were, they were bunkered down and they got some really bad news. They got news that there were two and a half countries coming at them and they were going to be overwhelmed, overrun. They were outnumbered 10, 15 to one. I don't remember, but it, it was obvious that the enemy was going to crush them. And, and so in second Chronicles chapter 20, verse three, and Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judea. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord and all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. They asked help from God. They, they gathered together and asked for help. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not the God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might? so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove out all the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? I, I love this. Jehoshaphat calls everybody together and they begin to cry out to God and seek God. And he begins to talk to God. He said, aren't you the God that delivered us and that brought us into this land? Aren't you the God that gave this land to Abraham's descendants? You know, the, your friend. You kept your word to your friend. We're here because you made a promise, a covenant to Abraham, and he's your friend. And so we are the recipients of that covenant and that promise. Can I tell you tonight that God made a promise, not, not just to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but there was a promise between God the Father and God the Son, and that promise is that none of us would be lost. That promise is there, and we're here tonight. And no matter what's going on around us, no matter whether there's plagues or wars, Hear us. Hear me. There has there's always been moments when we were in trouble. There's always been moments when we got ourselves in trouble. There's been moments when the enemy has attacked us. This is not anything new. But listen to what the leader did. The leader. The leader called the people together and cried out to God and said, Now, God, I know who you are. Listen to me tonight. We know who God is. God's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He, God's the God of the man he called friend. God is the God of David. He's the God that sent Jesus, his only son. Let's remind not only God, but let's remind ourselves who God is. He's our friend. He's our father. He's our healer, our provider. He, he is our sustainer. And Joseph said, we need to seek God. Can I tell you one of the things that concerns me right now? What concerns me right now is we're not seeing leaders stand up and cry out to God. They've been debating over who was right and who was wrong. They've gotten in the political mess. And right now, we need spiritual leaders to jump up and call people to pray. We need leaders to call people to fast. We need leaders to call people to cry out to this God that is bigger and better, the God that has brought us to this moment. And he goes on in verse 8. And they dwell in this land, and they have built you a sanctuary for it in your name. If disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence. It, listen, well, there's a church in America. There's a church around the world. There, the, the body of Christ is all over the world. And in those churches, every week, we worship the Lord. 
We may worship slightly different styles, but there is a church on planet Earth tonight. And and God, you live in that church. And and he goes on to say, and if disaster comes, sword, judgment, pestilence, plague, if that plague comes, we will stand before this temple. We're the temple. We will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and say, this is not the first time we need to come together and cry out for God to save us from a pestilence. And now, here are the people of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who you would not let Israel invade when we came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and did not destroy them. If you go read in Deuteronomy, God had said, don't kill them, leave them alone. Don't, don't. with the Canaanite, no, no, you, you leave them there. So we obeyed you, we left them there. Look, now they're coming to attack us. And here we are, they are rewarding us by coming to throw us out of our possession, which you have given us to inherit. Verse 12. Oh, our God, will you not judge them, the pestilence? For we have no power against this great multitude that's coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. I want you to understand this is not the first time that humanity has not known what to do. So what do you do when you don't know what to do? What do you do when the thing is so big that that it's impossible? What do you do when they can't find a solution to this problem? What do you do when everybody's going, well, we don't know what's next. It's kind of fluid. What do you do when the enemy is attacking you in such a way that there, there doesn't seem to be any way out? Well, Jehoshaphat, the leader that didn't know what to do in these times, he knew what to do. He cried out to God. And the Living Bible says it like this. Oh, our God, won't you stop them? We have no way to protect ourselves against this mighty army. We don't know what to do, but we are looking at you. So what do you do when you don't know what to do? You look up. What do you do when you don't know what to do? Listen, the best advice they can give us is hide. Are you listening to me? The best advice there is, the little doctor, the president, all their king's men and all the king's horses, the best advice they got is hide. Now listen, we need to obey. We need to do that. But there's something the church can do. There's something the body of Christ can do. We can look up to the God that brought us into his family, the God that saved us by his grace, the God that sustains us by his grace, and we Who are we looking to? What are we looking to? Listen, we've had so many idols for so long. I'm alive 61 years, 62 this year. There are too many idols. We idolize government things. We idolize our denomination. We idolize the stuff we can buy. We've idolized so many things. Listen, listen, look up. Look up to the author and the finisher of our faith. His name is Jesus. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Paul writes to the Corinthians and says, we don't look at the things that can be seen, but we look at those things that are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things that you cannot, we need to look into the spirit, look into the invisible, look up to the Lord Jesus Christ who is seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding on our behalf right now. What are we looking at? What are we looking at? We keep looking at the news. We keep looking at at the television. We keep looking on Facebook. If I get one more thing about, oh my God, it could be this. Oh my God, they did this. Stop. Take all that energy. Take all of that energy and focus it on Jesus. I've been praying with you at 6 and at 8.30. Take all of that energy 
and focus it on Christ. He's our answer. Our help comes from the Lord. God's the God that brought us in, and God's the God that deliver us from these things. Even Peter and John, when they were going into the temple and the, and the man was laying there, he was laying. But isn't it interesting that Peter said, look at us, look at us. Church, we are the light set on a hill. We are the salt of the earth. As he is, so are we in this world. We ought to be looking around and saying, look at us, get on faith, look at us. Preach hope and not fear. Preach that God is real and that he is not hiding from us. We need to wake up and realize that Jesus is Lord. Verse 13, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 13, that's where I'm at. All Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. First, the leaders stood up, and then all the people stood up. And then Jehazel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Mattaniah, a Levite from the son of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, <coughs> thou king Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord, do not be afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. Do you understand that if he touches, if the enemy touches us, he's touched the Lord. If he touches the body of Christ that's been made righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ, the battle is the Lord's. It's not ours. It's not ours. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz. Can I tell you something? God knows where the enemy is right now. He knows where the virus is right now. The Lord is not. They ain't going to sneak in on you. The Lord knows. And ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jezreel. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand and see the battle, the salvation of the Lord that is with you. You're not going to fight this, this. Set yourselves. Listen to me. You don't have to fight this. Set yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He's with you. You don't have to be afraid. God hasn't ran from us. We know this. Verse 20, and they rose. Second Chronicles 20, 20. Did you get it? Second Chronicles 20, 20, 2020, 2020, no, I have to spell it out. Second Chronicles 2020, 2020 vision, 2020 vision. Go, go, go to Acts chapter 20, 20. And they went house to house. I, I, I could, Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. And they rose early in the morning and they went forth into the wilderness of Teoka. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Oh, hear me, O Judah, ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. So you will be established. Believe in his prophets, and so shall ye prosper. A 17-year-old boy, the night before, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him as all the people stood and looked to God. And as they looked to God, the Spirit of God came upon a little boy and he prophesied and said, listen, the battle is the Lord. Stand still and see the salvation of God. And the king stood up and said, I believe that. That's a word from God. That's a prophetic word from God. We need prophetic words from God. Hear me, stand still, look up, and hear the voice of God. I don't understand it any more than you do, even as I preach it to you, and I'm listening to all the stuff I'm listening to. And when he consulted the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, that, and that should 
praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and say, praise the Lord for his mercy, not his judgment, his mercy endureth forever. Can I tell you, the plan of the enemy is to stop us from worshiping. The plan of the enemy is to drive us so far apart that we won't get together and sing. But the key to every victory is our worship, our praise, our singing. The key to every victory is for us to join in. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. To never be confused that God is good. To never be confused that he longs to move with mercy. He longs to move with grace and goodness. And in the middle of an impossible situation, it's very difficult to praise God because you don't feel like it. It's very difficult to lift up your voice when you're laying in the jail with Paul and Silas. It's very difficult to lift up your voice and praise God when the armies are coming in to destroy you. It's very difficult to praise God when all you hear is how bad this is going to be and how many people are going to die. The economy is going to listen to me. This is not the first time that an enemy's tried to come against God's people, and we are God's people. And yes, we need to be smart, but what we need to do as we're being smart is worship God. Every time you get an opportunity, please, please hear me. I've got people I'm working hard with to, to sing. Sunday, we will sing. We will have people, and we will be playing music, and we will sing, and we will declare the word of the Lord, and we will break the bread, and we will worship God, and we will look to him from whence comes our help. We will not take our eyes off of Jesus. We'll not take our eyes off of the God who delivers us. Hear me. Be wise, be smart, but don't forget that we are these people who are made for these moments and that when the world is about to give up and roll over and say, oh my God, we cry out and say, yes, oh my God, this is a moment of great victory. This is a watershed moment. Listen. Ah, hallelujah. Verse 22. And when they begin to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes. <laughs> against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were to come out against Judah, and they were smitten. Listen, while we're singing and praising God, God's going to go around and destroy this thing. I promise you, somebody's going to stand up over in some little country and go, oh, I got something that'll work. I got, oh, we didn't, this will work. There, there, is a, there is a miracle coming. And it may come through science, it probably will come through science. I'm okay with that. It's going to come through the miracle of people working together, right? It's going to come through the miracle of how businesses and capitalism and governments, it's going to come through a miracle of Democrats and Republicans getting along. It's going to come through a miracle of the church realizing that all this division between denominations is foolish. It's going to be a miracle when God's people stand up and love each other, work together, and see the power of God revealed because... And church, Christian, brother, sister, right there where you're at, we lead the way. We are the people of Jehoshaphat. There's not just one leader. It's the whole church standing together around the world using this thing called social media and using it and going, God, we don't know what to do. So we set our eyes on you and he's going to speak with his voice. And when he does, we're going to obey him. And he said, in the morning, when you get up, you go out there and you worship. So in the morning when you get up, you go get on your front porch. If you don't go to work, if you're not essential, you get up in the morning and you take that music and you put it on the front porch and you begin to praise God all over your little yard. And I'm telling you, 
There's power in worship. There's power in praise. And though we may be socially separated, we do not have to be spiritually separated. Shelter in place. I get it. I get it. Stay safe. Shelter in place. But the Bible says, he who has the most high as his shelter shall abide under the wings of the Almighty. Are you listening? We live in his shadow. He is our refuge and our fortress, our mighty God, in whom we shall trust. I told you it's going to preach. 2 Chronicles 20, that's where I'm at. Verse 24. And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked into the multitude, and behold, they were dead bodies falling all over the earth, and none of them escaped. The enemy is not going to win. That's not what's happening. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil, they found among them an abundance both of riches with the bodies, precious jewels. Can I tell you, we're going to be better. Sit down, hold on, you're going to be better. <laughs> 26. And on the fourth day, they assembled themselves in the valley of Beraka. Best Hebrew I got. Beraka. There they blessed the Lord. Therefore, the name of that place has called the valley of Baraka unto this day. They're in that valley. In that valley where the enemy conspired to destroy them. You know what Baraka means? Blessing. 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 Though they walked through the valley of the shadow of death, of a plague, they turned that, that valley into a blessing. You know what God's going to do? He's going to take the intent of the enemy to kill us and turn it into a place of blessing. And we're going to look back at 2020 and go, that was the moment that God brought the men of God and the women of God together in a way that began to help everyone on the planet. This is that moment. God can take this valley of shadow of death, and if we will begin to cry out to God, it'll turn this thing into a blessing. What the enemy meant for evil, God will use for good. Let's stay focused on this is who God is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Honk your horn or something. I, I wish there was a way you could. So what are you going to do when you don't know what to do? What do you do when you're in an impossible situation? What do you do when we've done everything that's sensible and reasonable and we, we've just done everything we know to do? Number one, write it down. Number one, set yourself to seek the Lord. Number one, set yourself. Make up your mind. I'm going to seek God. I'm going to seek God in the morning. I'm going to seek God in the day. And if you're at home, you can seek God 24 hours a day. I'm going to seek the Lord. The Bible says, when you seek, if you seek me, you will find me. When you search for me with all your heart, I'll be there. The Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. But he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he rewards those who diligently seek. Set yourself to seek the face of God. I mean, listen, when the enemy is shouting at you, shout back. When the enemy is doing those things, set yourself to understand that God is treating you according to the promises that he made, not according to your behavior. God doesn't treat us according to our behavior. He treats us according to the promises. And all of his promises are yes and amen. Now one word fails. It's a covenant. You are, I are covenant people. And we live in the middle of that. Number two, are you still with me? Number two, stand there. Stand there. Set your face to see him and stand. Don't turn away. After having done all the stand, stand. Take a stand for God's sakes. I've heard people talk about, I'm going to take a stand. I've got a conviction. Listen, take a stand and stand there before the Lord. Stand there with your hands lifted up. Stand there with your voice crying out to God. Stand there in prayer. Not just pray once in a while. Stand there. Take a stand for heaven's sakes. 
My righteousness shall live by faith. Hebrews chapter 10 says the righteous shall live by faith. But if he shrinks back, I'll not be. We are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed. But we are those who believe and are saved. Take a stand. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Take a stand and believe that God is for you and not against you. That he's going to manifest himself on our behalf as we cry out to God. Listen, Abraham had to take a stand. Moses had to take a stand, and he had to stand and see the seed part. Uh, all the way through the Bible, the Hebrew children had to take a stand when they were looking at that fire. Daniel had to take a stand. The Hebrew children had to take a stand. Is someone listen to me? Someone, someone out there, you got to take a stand today. Either your faith is going to work or it's not. Either God is God or he's not. Let's stand still and see it. Let's set ourselves to seek God and let's stand on the promises. I, I grew up with this old song. I'm going to butcher this. I'm going to butcher this. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Stand. Everybody out there that's over 50 knows what I'm talking about. Take a stand. My grandparents took a stand. My parents took a stand. My great-grandparents took a stand. Abraham took a stand. Every generation that's ever lived has got to take a stand. This is that moment when you're going to have to make up your mind whether you stand on what humans can do or you stand on what God can do. Listen, humanity didn't know what to do. It's time to take a stand. Take a stand for heaven's sakes. Oh, well. I love what Job said. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Many are afflictions. Listen, take a stand. He's looking for people. Number three, they, they, they looked. They, they, they set themselves to seek. They stood before the Lord with their children, with their grandchildren. They stood there. And guess what happened? The Spirit of the Lord spoke through a teenager. We need, we need to seek God, take a stand, and then listen. 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 God will speak to you about what you need to do, where you need to go, who you need to see, and who you don't need to see. God will speak to you as to what store to go to, what store not to go to. God will speak to you what to do. I'm listening to God. I'm listening to God every moment. Do I, do I meet you here in the chapel? Do I do something on Saturday in the parking lot? I'm listening to God. Listen to God. If we, if we set ourselves to seek the Lord, if we take a stand and we listen to what the Spirit of the Lord and the prophetic utterance is of God, we're going to see God do great things. Hallelujah. Did you get it? Number one, seek. Number two, stand. Number three, listen to what the Spirit of God is saying we are those children and we can hear him and number four number four been preaching the whole life they sent out singers they didn't send out warriors they sent out singers they got up the next morning and they began to sing how do you seek the lord set yourself to seek him take a stand listen to what the spirit is saying and begin to sing this is the moment to praise God even before they told us we got it under control. Hey, you know what? I think we could shorten this whole thing and this thing if we begin to worship God. If we begin to sing. If, if, if you drove down a street and you could hear the whole neighborhood singing and praising God, what if you went into Walmart and everybody's going, hallelujah, praise God, glory to God. What, what, if, what if everybody in Hutchinson, Kansas begin just to cry out to God, holy, holy, holy is Lord God Almighty. Right. But listen, that is what is happening. Is all of the earth is going to begin to hear these people that were under a sentence of death begin to sing. Because that's what they're telling us. 
We're not under a sentence of death. This isn't the first pestilence that God has stopped. This isn't the first enemy that's come against the people of God. God is the same. We need to seek the Lord with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, all our strength. We need to take a stand on the promises of God and we need to listen to the Spirit of God and we need to sing. Raise our voices. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. That is our call. That is the design, the power of what's going on in our world right now. And they begin to praise the Lord that his mercy endures forever. And when they began to sing in praise, the Lord ambushed the enemy. Uh, I like the Amplified. It says this, and they were self-slaughtered. Listen, this disease will kill itself. This plague will kill itself. It'll, it'll implode. We won't even know what happened. Maybe science won't do it. Maybe all of a sudden they go, I don't know. It, it just stopped. It's disappeared. It is. Well, you have a pastor there saying, it just disappeared. Would you stop that? Would you, would you speak the good things and not the bad things? Hear me. God is for us and not against us. Hallelujah. I've made up my mind. I'm going to seek him. I've made up my mind that I'm going to take a stand in faith. I've made up my mind I'm going to listen to the Spirit. I've made up my mind I'm going to sing. And I didn't do it last Wednesday. I didn't do it when they announced the COVID-19. I did it 36 years ago. I did it 36 years ago when my world began to crush and crumble and everything around it was ripped out from under me. I did it 36 years ago when God called me to begin to preach this gospel. And when he spoke to me, all I knew, and some of you know me, I started speaking this 35 years ago. Seek the Lord. Take a stand on his word. Listen to his spirit and sing praises to God. And when you do, God will never fail you. He'll never leave you. This is our moment. This is our moment to be revealed as the people of God and for the world to see God keep his promise to Jehoshaphat. God keep his promise to his people on earth. Father, I thank you tonight that your word is just as true today. It's just as true for me as it was for Jehoshaphat. It's just as real. And we can see what you were doing then and we can do it now. That if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, turning from the other things that have had their attention, God will hear from heaven and he'll heal our land. I love you. I can't, I can't tell you exactly what tomorrow's news will bring. I can't promise to tell you that, but we're going to listen and we're going to continue to meet together. We're going to continue to worship together. And we're going to reach out and we're going to call one another. Listen, Pastor Heather is doing these little worship services and she's filming them. If you pay attention to the website, the website, the website, the website, the app, if you go there, you're going to see Pastor Heather speaking to your children. If you go there, Pastor Sean's going to be speaking to you. We're going to keep trying to send things to you that'll help. Keep updating all that. Reach out to us. Put your prayer request in there. It's taking us a minute. I, I'm still trying to help care pastors figure out how to use technology to get information faster. But we will. We will. We will stay connected. We will continue to comfort one another. Our confidence will build and we'll have courage in this moment. And God will show himself strong on our behalf. 
So, so be strong and very courageous in Jesus' name. Now, if you go online, make sure I know you were here. Check in, leave your name. If I don't have your name, your address, I need your phone number. If I don't have it, put it in there because I love you and we care about you. Are you, are you listening? Keep, keep in touch. Keep in tune and keep together. Father, I thank you tonight for your people, wherever they're at. I pray that you calm their fears. I pray that their eyes would turn towards you and that have this peace. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he look you in your eyes and give you his peace.